2: extra cash i'm downloading the upside app now
0: download the free upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas use promo code car for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank you can cash out anytime right to your bank account paypal or a gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free upside app and use promo code car for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank that's code car mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt
1: To earn it or what to do with it or how to keep it. You're a freak with a dark, shameful secret, but you're not the only one. Teach your hidden financial fears with a blast of sun. Now your healing has begun. It's bad with money with Gabby Dunn. Hello, and welcome to this week's Bad with Money Mailbag episode. I'm Gabby Dunn. This week I am joined by my fiancé and co-host Mal Blum. To react and respond to your messages and emails. Let's get into it how are you man Into
4: it i'm great i'm in a a patch of sun so i'm trying to get out of the patch of sun and i don't mean that metaphorically
1: you look like you're in a halo
4: yeah i know you look
1: beautiful
4: thank you it's a trick don't come any closer i'll pull you down into hell
1: i can see your halo halo okay
4: no i'm satan
1: (laughs) okay here is the instagram comment about dogs Thank you so much, Gabby, Mal, and to all the other listeners who wrote in advice about pet costs. That episode and subsequent mailbag episodes empowered me to ask questions this past week after my dog had a seizure. Oh, I appreciate the advice from listeners to ask what information the test would yield. The advice helped me make an informed decision and helped us make sure that my beloved bubble bear didn't needlessly suffer. Your episodes were also the first time I had heard about the different burial and cremation options, and I'm so grateful to have known in advance of this very painful moment in my life. Thank you so much for covering these topics. Yes, you can say my name on the podcast, Alex. I was the feminist restaurant guest on the show previously. Oh, yeah, Alex Ketchum. Hello, Alex. Um, I'm sorry to hear about your dog. I hope everything turned out okay or that you're at least feel okay.
4: Justice for Bubble Bear.
1: Justice for Bubble Bear. Okay. Here is an email about ethical landlords. Hi, Gabby and Mal. I'm writing to make the case that I might possibly be an ethical landlord. Here we go. Here,
4: Court we is go. in session. Court, Court is, is in session. Make in your case.
1: Session. Okay.
4: All right. Which side do you want to be? Which side do you want to be?
1: No, I need to hear the whole story first.
4: You have to pick a side and then we'll debate it.
1: Okay, I'm I'm pro this woman.
4: Okay. And I and I am anti. Go on.
1: Great. Okay. <laughs> I cringe even saying those words because I have such big feelings about housing economics and the whole concept of real estate. However, this is the system we have and so I am participating in it. A little context, four years ago, I got divorced and had to pay out a tidy six-figure sum to my ex, leaving me with a lot less down payment money for a house. After two years as a single mom, I got primary custody of our child. I decided that I needed to buy a house close to my kid's school so he could walk. We previously lived three blocks from the bus boundary, which meant I had to drive him every day, which was becoming unsustainable. I live in a city that has had a significant real estate boom in the past 10 years, and the cost of housing skyrocketed. In order to get a house in the neighborhood of my kid's school, I had to move to a house that was slightly more expensive than I could comfortably afford. But I had a solution. The basement of the house I bought was unfinished. I turned one side into a bedroom for my kid and I turned the other side into a small studio apartment. I rent the basement out for $8.50 per month. Studios in my city usually go for $1,200 to $1,300 per month. I pay all the utilities, including high-speed internet, and take care of things like mowing grass and shoveling snow. I also occasionally cook for the renter or give them produce from the garden. The renter gets an apartment for $400 less than median studio rent. I get enough income to cover the gap in the expense of the house. My renter is a working college student who plans to move to Japan in a few years. They don't want to own a home. Renting works for them. When I look at this arrangement, it's hard for me to see mm. how it's unethical. Though I do acknowledge that the whole concept of real mm. estate ownership and landed gentry is gross, but I'm just an individual doing my best to operate within an inherently unethical system. What do you think? Love the show and mm. think the world of both of you. Cheers.
4: Okay. I'm convinced. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was easy. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, she's just a working mom doing her best and, you know, I, you know she's 850. I, I would pay that for for- living and you know getting fresh produce and getting my snow shoveled and you know it seems like she's she's all right i'll have to interview your renter
1: yeah i want to interview the renter and i want to (laughs) know
4: before i can issue a judgment
1: yeah also (laughs) i was mostly taken aback by having to pay six figures in alimony what the and then you get custody of the kid anyway so you're paying for the kid jesus christ
4: wait what i must have missed that part
1: oh yeah yeah
4: Six figures in alimony?
1: They had to pay, they had Wait. to pay, girl. They had to pay
4: Wait, alimony's th- based on your your income, I thought. So what are you making if you have to pay they six? They had to figures pay out a
1: tight a sum of six figures to their ex.
4: But but what
1: I don't know. It didn't say in it didn't say alimony. It just said they had to pay six figures to the ex. I don't know why.
4: Oh, like a settlement. A settlement. Well, the courts, the courts obviously figured out that they make more money, and that's why you have to pay out money to the ex. Now, hold on, this isn't helping your case because we, we thought, we thought that you were a struggling, <laughs> no, 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 no mom, no, no.
1: no trying no, to make no. ends meet. Okay, this is an email from Charlie, a response to the Batman episode. Hi, Gabby and Mal, if Mal is on this week. I love your show so much, and I've been listening for a while now and wanted to write in. I completely agree with everything you were saying in the Batman episode about how we are more likely to relate to the stance of the villains in this universe until the producers go out of their way to make them unrelatable via them killing people and or children. I'll be honest, I haven't really watched any of the Batman movies, but it's for all the reasons you listed in the episode, like not wanting to listen to a billionaire defend other billionaires and extend generational poverty. However, a show from this universe that I have watched and enjoyed, and I think you might also enjoy, is the animated Harley Quinn series on HBO Max. It's a very Mm anti-capitalist and leftist show that addresses a lot of these issues and a lot of what's wrong with society, as well as making the so-called villains more human and relatable. Bonus points for it also being extremely gay. Thanks for all you do, and I always do my best to listen to the day the episode drops, Charlie. I have heard, I have heard about this Harley Quinn show, and I promise I will watch it. I promise.
4: I forgot to tell you the person I hooked up with this week had a um, a painting of, of Harley Quinn um, in his bedroom.
1: I swear to God, this man is, it should be my friend. Like, I don't like, I know. I'll,
4: I know. I'll hang out
1: with him. He sounds cool. Okay.
4: I know. He really seems like you in another universe.
1: You try to see, you try to hook up with someone else. You try to get away from me. And what do you do? You end up with me, baby. I'm everywhere. God. <laughs> okay.
2: Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Teams buried in manual work. Taking forever to close the books. Getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, you should know these numbers. 37,025,1. 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. Streamlining, accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, If you have all the information about your business in one place, you can make way better decisions. And this is an unprecedented offer, meaning this is totally worth your time. As someone who runs a business, having all of this together in order to close my books, that would be invaluable. It's a time saver. It's literally the biggest time saver. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. That's netsuite.com slash badwithmoney to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. Have you been using Mint to manage your finances? First, the bad news. Mint is shutting down. Now, good news. There's a better alternative. Monarch money. Mint users are turning to Monarch money and loving it. That's right. That's right. I use Mint, and now I'm using Monarch Money. It is very stressful, confusing, and time-consuming to manage my finances. I've tried other finance apps. They don't really work. Like, you know, I was very committed to Mint, and then I was uh, deeply sad when Mint went away. But now I have tried Monarch. It's so easy to use with powerful features, collaboration tools, intuitive design, personalization, constant product improvements. I mean, I really value a company that is proactively looking at how to make finances easier. Did you know that money issues are a leading cause of divorce? Monarch, the top-rated personal finance app, also has built-in collaboration features so that you can invite your partner at no extra cost. Can you imagine being able to have a budget app with your partner? That is wild. You can see all your finances. You can collaborate on your budget. You can get insights on your cash flow and reoccurring transactions. It's a very easy way to manage a household's finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash badmoney. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all your tags and categories. Monarch is the most customizable budget app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications and more. We will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com badmoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y. Slash bad money for your extended 30 day free trial. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because when I'm looking to work with someone, I really need to be able to get someone fast. My job works very fast, podcasts work very fast, and I've actually been looking for an assistant and I don't need to waste time sorting through matches without getting the highest quality person, right? When I'm looking to hire someone, whether that's a grant writer or a musician or something like that, it's very overwhelming because you get a lot of messages, but you're not able to like parse through yourself Just go to indeed.com slash badwithmoney right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash badwithmoney terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: This is an email from Lori P. Hi Gabby, I just listened to your Batman breakdown takedown with Andrew T. I've been reading the Batman comics for the last five years and keeping up with all the movies, and you're totally right about how the Batman concept is a conservative fantasy. However, I'm happy to report that there are a couple of Batman adjacent series trying to do Batman the way the concept should be done. In DC's Future State event, it is revealed that sometime in the near future, Bruce Wayne isn't Batman, and the new Batman working with Justice League is a black man who doesn't work with the police, but is trying to root out corruption in Gotham. They gave this new Batman his own comic series, and then brought Bruce Wayne back and sent the new Batman to work in New York instead of Gotham, which I thought was really dumb. Also, new Batman is still part of a billionaire family, though they are black, and the series talks about the double standard for black wealthy people that white wealthy people don't deal with. The better version of Batman I really like going on in the comics right now is Nightwing, currently being written by Tom Taylor. Nightwing is the grown-up version of Dick Grayson, formerly Robin. Alfred dies and leaves Dick his vast fortune. Side note, you see, Gabby, the butler was just like family. He didn't even have to be the butler anymore because Bruce Wayne paid him whatever he wanted. He just loved Bruce and Dick so much he didn't want to leave and Dick moves to the nearby city of Bloodhaven, where the government and the police are owned by the mob. Nightwing is everything Batman should be. Bloodhaven? Bloodhaven. Nightwing is everything Batman should be because he spends just as much time trying to give away his money and getting better at social supports established in the form of better laws as he does punching bad guys in his spandex. Nightwing knows the cops are corrupt, exposes them when they lie about what happened during crimes to get martial law imposed, and doesn't talk to the cops like Batman does. Anyway, I loved the Batman episode, and if anyone else is also a superhero fan but always ends up rolling their eyes at how conservative the Batman ethos is, I'd recommend trying Nightwing as written by Tom Taylor and the next Batman's second son. Continued in I Am Batman, both written by John Ridley. Thanks, Laurie P. Oh, thank you. I love when your special interest helps me and my show.
4: I'd be interested in um, Dick Grayson. Is he still doing circus?
1: You love Robin.
4: He's one of my roots.
1: Yeah, he's hot.
4: Yeah, on his little motorcycle.
1: You, Chris O'Donnell as as Robin is so sexy. <laughs> also,
4: I mean, when I was a kid, I I I I, I had a crush on animated Robin.
1: Who did? <laughs> and Cyclops. Cyclops. And Cyclops. Is, oh, the hair on Cyclops. Gimme, gimme. Okay, here is an email from Cal. Yet another ADHD trick. Hi Gabby, I also have ADHD money advice. Everything that has been said so far has been extremely helpful. I never thought about how my mental illness impacted my finances, but wow, of course it does. Anyways, one, I write out every single purchase I made in a shitty little notebook at the end of the month. I've been doing it since high school. I highlight different purchases in every color and compare to the month before. It's really helpful if you have inconsistent income and was cool to see how I changed from living at home through post-secondary and now into my career job. I've recently upgraded from my shitty little notebook to an Excel sheet. And honestly, that's pretty game-changing too, because if you write purchases as negative XYZ and income as plus XYZ, it'll do the math for you. Yes, it's tedious, but I turn it into a little self-care moment where I go to Starbucks because now part of my budget is like a fancy banking latte once a month. Two, this is also extreme and maybe, according to you, bad advice, but I started taking out cash weekly based on my budget. I don't use a debit or credit unless it's a planned larger purchase. My bank person thought I was bananas because I'm not earning credit, but I'm actually sticking to my weekly budget for the first time in living memory. Thank you for all you do and love your show, Cal. I don't know about the taking out money. I mean, whatever works for you.
4: Hey, whatever works.
1: They're just worried their bank person said they're not getting getting a good credit score. But- at a certain point, you got to deal with what's bleeding, you know?
4: On the plus side, you can hide cash in um, fun places.
1: Okay. All right.
4: Like things with false bottoms.
1: Yes, you can. I lo- Tax evasion comes up a lot on this show. Anyway, okay.
4: Speaking of false bottoms, happy
1: is to be here. something about yourself? Yeah. And I'm here. Uh, this is an email from Emily. Hi, Gabby and Mal. I've heard YNAB mentioned a bunch of times, and I just want to say that YNAB did not work for my ADHD brain. I set it up for a few weeks and then completely ignored it and pretended it didn't exist.
4: Yeah, (laughs) anti-YNAB.
1: Finally, we're getting here. Okay. I've been using a new program called Tiller for the last few months, and it's the first time budgeting has actually worked for me. It's an add-on for Google Sheets that brings in all the data from your connected bank accounts, just like YNAB but it's more customizable than I remember YNAB being because you can really edit the spreadsheet to make it work for you. So I think one reason I'm still using it is because I can adjust the budget to actually fit my spending goals rather than vice versa. They also send you an email every morning with all your transactions from the previous day and the balances on all of your accounts and credit cards. So I really can't pretend my budget doesn't exist. I've trained my brain to actually open the emails and not immediately delete them. The other thing that is working well for me is subdividing my savings into more specific savings categories. Some of mine are car repair, wedding travel, dog emergencies, and new phone fund. I found that I will actually save for these if I know exactly what I'm saving for, rather than telling myself that an impulse splurge will just come out of my savings. I've also started using Capital One 360 for my savings account, and in that you can have sub-savings accounts. So now I have a sub-savings account called new phone fund, and I can easily see how much I have saved for that goal. Anyway, cool. this is what's working for me and might work for other folks who have a beautiful combo of ADHD slash control freak. Thanks for all you do, Emily. That's me. That's you. You're both of those.
4: Yeah. Um, Thank you,
1: Emily, for this advice. I love when people say specific names of things that work because I think that gives our audience stuff to try. So I appreciate it.
4: Yeah. <clears throat> we have to try new things all the time before our brain gets tired of it. We should have a wedding savings
1: account. <laughs> oh my God. I know. I know, I know, I know. Um, Yeah, I guess we should. I was thinking about that. Well, we're going to probably have to do a whole episode about weddings. That's just how
4: much weddings. I was like, you would not believe how expensive the venues are in California. And she's like, that's just how much weddings cost. And I was like, what? You people have been doing this for years?
1: Yeah, we're like ringing the alarm on a thing that everyone knew about already.
4: (laughs) We can do something about this.
1: We got to do something about how expensive weddings are. Me and you just realizing that weddings are expensive. It's
4: like when Cheyenne learned about transphobia for the first time.
1: It is like when my younger sister learned about transphobia and was like, we got to do something about this. And she was not wrong. Okay. (laughs) This is an email uh, from Golden Falls. Hi, Gabby. Disclaimer, I didn't listen to the pet healthcare episode because I don't currently have a pet, so I'm not aware of what exactly was said and covered. I just listened to the mailbag episode where someone wrote in about veterinarian mental health. There's a vet on YouTube I follow whose account is Helpful Vancouver Vet. He makes a lot of great videos on cats, but last year he made a video, Not One More Vet, where he spoke about the massive problem of suicide in the veterinary profession. I highly recommend watching the video and hearing this from someone with personal experience, but here's the notes version. Normal doctors deal with death of patients infrequently unless you're a cancer doctor. For vets, all your patients die. Death is an integral part of the job. They do euthanasia, deal with loss, and have to essentially give grief counseling with no training and many times no support or resources. Wait, what do you mean no training?
2: <laughs>
1: no training on grief counseling. Well,
2: if it's an integral part of their job, they should be trained in that.
1: <laughs> I know, but they don't have that, I guess. It's not part of school. They are the target of anger what? and frustration around the cost of health care. The vet has the lowest return on investment of any profession. Veterinary education system essentially selects for people who are especially vulnerable to the stresses of the profession. People who are highly academically. What?
4: The lowest return of any profession, any profession really? So like what? Like plumbers have a higher return on investment or like like any profession.
1: I think a lot of them make a lot of money. And I think, I think anyone who deals with, Death, maybe, should, is what they're talking about. Like, you're doing so much work for not a, as much money as you should be getting, I think, is what they mean.
4: What they said is the lowest return okay, on whatever, investment. Whatever, Mel,
1: we get it. You hate veterinarians. We get it. I don't hate <laughs> veterinarians. We understand your them. whole thing is that you hate vets.
4: I know three veterinarians. All right. Some of my best friends are veterinarians. Whatever.
1: This is important. This is an important email. Okay. People who are highly academically gifted but choose to pass by the more well-paying jobs because they have a deep empathy and care towards animals. They just want to help animals. Mm. Now give them a job where they have to kill animals, deal with grief counseling, angry people, and finances, etc. That is actually a really good point. That's, that's a really yeah. good point. People say, I want to be a vet because I love animals. And then like an integral part of their job is killing animals. Jesus. Okay. Anyway. Okay.
4: Well, they just need to be like Dr. Steve. Who when I was like, when did you be why did you become a vet? He was like, It's not because I love animals, it's because I like science and I don't like
2: people. And I was like, That's a great reason. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by Nerdwallet's Smart Money Podcast. Nerdwallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like Managing finances with a partner without causing a breakup. We all know about that in my life and how hard that's been for me and also my listeners. You guys hear them talking about it on the mailbags. It is hard to manage finances with a partner. Putting away money for retirement since I'm not going to be doing this podcast forever. Sorry, I guess I could, but retirement is huge for me. I am deeply focused on it right now and planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Taxes are a doozy. And it's always changing. How do you know what to do? Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.
3: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But many Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes.
1: They only get four years of vet school, not all of which is even focused on the types of animals and medicine you will be working on. You graduate, become a doctor, and are now expected to do the job of all types of medical specialists for multiple entirely different species with no advanced training and no residency.
4: Oh, jeez. No residency? There's no vet residency? You just, like, open up shop?
1: (laughs) Yeah. There's a high expectation to live up to. How can they succeed? Vets, unlike other people, are very good at killing things. They do it all the time. They know how to do it quickly, efficiently, and with a 100% success rate. While others might attempt suicide, and it ends up as a cry for help, when vets do it, they succeed the first time. Jesus Christ.
4: Well, they have all sorts of medications Access. Yeah. at their disposal.
1: If you want to help, please support Riptide No MV projects that are supporting preventing suicide among vets. Please be nice to your vets, even if they're somewhat short with you. You don't know what they may have just gone through. P.S. Thanks for covering the variety of topics you do. I got to say the number of ADHD tips that apply to me have got me nervously wondering if I've had ADHD all along. I'm not ready for a crisis of identity. Thank you, Golden Falls. And thank you for writing that in about vets. I think that's a really important email. And it's been nice to get all these emails about the importance of veterinary mental health, even though I know my co-host hates veterinarians. (laughs) I do not. (laughs) Okay. This is an Instagram comment from Wealth with Tess, who has been following me and I really enjoy her content. She said, it's so important that everyone understands this. And she's talking about the boring topics episode with Stephanie Lee, which everyone should check out. Index fund investing is easier and more effective than stock picking most of the time. Uh, And we we get into that heavily in our Boring Topics episode, so don't miss that one. Go listen to that one right now. Thank you, Wealth with Tess. It's got
4: a branding issue, that one.
1: Wealth with (laughs) Tess? It's not a branding issue because I just said the name no, three the times. No, a
4: boring episode. Oh,
1: boring episode. Yeah. Well, Stephanie was a great guest and it wasn't that boring, actually. People wrote in and really like, Go
4: listen to this boring episode.
1: Okay. Anyway, here's a five-star Apple review. <laughs> Love the show. Gabby and Mal are great to listen to. Informative and entertaining. Five stars. And that review was from Kristen 7 This is a review from Swangol, and it says, star, 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 star. I love, love this podcast, and I love the recent review of media through a money lens. I didn't know I wanted it, but it's my favorite thing, right in my wheelhouse. Thank you so much. If you want to leave a five-star review, please do. I would love that. If you want more of me, you can listen to my AMP show, This Week in Gay, every Wednesday at 9 a.m. on an app called AMP. You can also read more of me or hear more of me on Scribd with Stimulus Wreck, my most recent book. And then I also have a book, Bad With Money, that uh, is my pride and joy. And you can listen to that or read that anywhere you get books. Mal, where can people find you?
4: I'm at... Mal Blum, M-A-L-B-L-U-M, all over the internet. You can listen to my music anywhere you listen to music. My final thought for the episode is I would like to take this opportunity to apologize to the veterinarians of America.
1: (laughs) Wow. Well, I would love to hear from all of you guys. Be sure to send me an email at at gmail.com. Leave me a voicemail at 844-474-4040. You can also email me a voice memo if you prefer. Join our online communities too. We're on Instagram, Discord, TikTok, Patreon, and Facebook. Links to all of these will be listed in the episode description. Don't forget to listen to the show the day it drops so we can get on the charts and spread the word. Thanks. Love you. Bye.